Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of The Postscript, Living Faith Bible Institute's weekly podcast and YouTube series devoted to interviewing pastors and professors from LFBI and across the Living Faith Fellowship. Each week we come together, we're wanting to have conversations about ministry, about theology, about church history, uh, just about what it means to believe God's Word, trust it, have faith in it, and live the Christian life. And so we're having these conversations weekly with pastors and leaders in churches uh, that give us insight and and encourage us and strengthen us in that way. And uh, today we're going to be having a really uh, fun conversation from Genesis uh, about uh, angelology. Uh, which is the the study of angels in Scripture and the relationship between celestial beings and humanity. And so uh, I think it's going to be a really fun and lively conversation. Uh, and we're going to be having it with Pastor Sam Miles, who's the president of LFBI, but also the professor of the Genesis class here at the Living Faith Bible Institute. So I'm excited to have this conversation with him. Sam, welcome back to the show, man. It's always good to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here. So before we get into it, I know there's going to be a lot of fun conversation today, I have a feeling. So I want to frame it, if we can. Um, I want to start by reading from Genesis chapter 2, verse Mm -hmm. 1, that says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Mm -hmm. Now, we we know that obviously, um, in terms of the creation story, we're talking about the heavens, like the sky, outer space. Yeah. The things that populate, you know, the yeah. the, se- the the second heaven primarily. Um, so, outside of that, though, there are other things that are implied by the word host. Yeah, and and so maybe you can explain to us what what is meant by host or what can be read into host in terms of a of a picture type. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, it's the earth, the heavens and the earth that are finished mm-hmm. and all the hosts of them. So everything like this would be what we saw in verse 16, Genesis 1, 16. It's everything that fills the earth, everything that fills the the firmament. Right. You know, the, the clouds. And, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Birds, fish. OK. Yeah. Um, even people. OK. Mm-hmm. But but so, yeah, it's there's a picture there and, and, and a possibility um, because of where you put the fall of Satan uh, in Genesis 1, between verses 1 and 2, it's possible that that could be also a hint at a reorganization. You mm-hmm. know? So it's not explicit, um, but there is, a, there is a picture there. It could, have be, it, could have, it could encompass a reorganization of the heavenly host. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's where I want to kind of dive in, is this idea of this reorganization, because mm-hmm. obviously a, a ton is mm-hmm. happening uh, yeah. Behind the scenes, yeah, uh, of, in chapter one and two, yeah, that isn't incredibly explicit, at, 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 you know, all the time. But if if we do a lot of referencing and look mm-hmm. at the whole of scripture, we can get a, a broader picture of what might be going on. So, yeah. I know that that in a previous conversation, we we've talked about the gap theory before, yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe you can introduce that to us again. Go back to Genesis one. And explain to okay. us what the gap is, just yeah. to give us a, a for this episode a working idea. Yeah. So, okay, so you know Satan has fallen by the time you get to Genesis chapter three, mm-hmm. uh, because the serpent is deceiving Eve, and and um, 
he, you know, Adam is trapped and makes the wrong decision. And okay, so we know that Satan's fallen by Genesis chapter three. So chronologically, where do you put it? Where do you put the fall, the rebellion of Satan? Well, when you look at Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, uh, we know that that here is Satan. He is he is installed as chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be the chief steward of of eternity past. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel 28 says he had a place in Eden. Okay, so so on. I mean, he he's called the anointed cherub that covereth. Okay, so we, we you get insight into Satan. He's got this place as creation's first worship leader. Uh, he's 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 made to reflect and refract the glory, the light of God. Mm-hmm. He's made to lead worship. I mean, he is he is the cap. He is the pinnacle of creation. Okay, so he in Isaiah fourteen births the spirit of Antichrist. He's standing in the place of God as God, showing himself that he is God. He says, "I will be like the Most High," and mm-hmm. and God's informs him, oh, no, you won't. And, and so there's a, there's, a, there's a splitting between light and darkness that takes place. And, and, and so where do, you, where do you put that chronologically? Well, all your cross-references in your Bible come together if you place the fall of Satan between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay, so there it is. It's a singular heaven and earth. It's the beginning of creation. We know in the beginning that that Satan, Lucifer, is in right relationship with Jehovah. So he bursts the spirit of Antichrist. And if you put it there, now we have an answer for verse 2. The earth is without form and void, and darkness is on the face of the deep. Well, in Isaiah 45, God says, I didn't make it that way. I didn't create it formless and void. Mm-hmm. I created it to be inhabited. Yeah, eternity past clearly looked yeah. like, not yeah. like... Looked like heaven. It looked yeah. like heaven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you know, Jeremiah four in 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 explaining to Israel about a, a judgment on God's people, he invokes this cataclysm of Genesis one. What happened between verse one and verse two in Genesis one, and the language is precise. So you, you, you all your cross references make sense mm-hmm. when you place chronologically the fall of Satan between verses one and two. And we don't do that to say, yes, the earth is older than 6,000 years in order to make space for theistic evolution. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're right there with the Creation Research Institute in terms of a young earth from Genesis 1-2, where the Spirit of God is moving on the face of the waters. And and then the evening and the morning being the first day, we can set our clock to mm-hmm. roughly 6,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, 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 a, it, it's a way all your cross-references line up. It's a way to explain verse 2 and uh, neatly sets up the rest of the Genesis story in Genesis chapter 3. Okay, so we've yeah. got, we've obviously, with the fall of, of Lucifer. Right. Uh, he takes with him a third of the angelic host. We know it's at least that, at least because that. of Revelation twelve, right? Yeah. So then, comprised. I guess what I want to do at this point is is talk about in order to get back to this idea of the host and this idea of reorganization. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a firing that takes place. Yes. someone's fired, yeah. and, and, and Satan's not alone in his rebellion. He's that's, not alone. That's obvious. And yeah. he, so he has he has a host of companions. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. look like between the good guys and the bad guys, there are all these angels, yeah. and they have different titles and names and, and positions and, there's different and types. roles. 
And I, and I want to take yeah. a little bit, because we've never done this on the show, and just talk mm -hmm. about angelology a little bit. Okay. And address yeah. the different types of angels. And, and maybe we can just do that one, one at a time. But, but one of the, the, the titles that we see that's given to Satan is that he is a, he's a cherubim. Yeah. And he's not the only one. There's yeah. others that fall into that rank. Could you yeah. talk to us about what a cherubim is? In Ezekiel chapter 10, the prophet sees cherubim. That's verse 1, and, and then they're described. Verse 11 says that they, they travel straight, and, uh, and they follow their faces, right? So every one, verse 14, has four faces. The first is the face of a cherub, the second is the face of a man, and the third is the face of a lion, and the fourth is the face of an eagle. And so, so what's the face of a cherub? Well, you compare Scripture with Scripture. You see them when they first show up at the beginning uh, of Ezekiel, mm -hmm. and you find out that that cherub face is an ox face. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a cow face. Uh, so, so they've got they've got they've got wings. They they uh, you see them with uh, calves' feet in chapter one. A ton of description. Okay, there it mm -hmm. is again. The the likeness of their faces: the face of a man, the face of yeah, a lion. In one ten. Um, yeah. An ox, an eagle, uh, and then somehow they're working wheels that have life. Um, it was the the verse twenty. The spirit of the living creature was in the wheels, and and so. Um, I read all of that and scratch my head, and guys have tried to draw it, and and I think you know we'll just see it when we get there. It, it looks like they function like guardians, is what it looks mm -hmm. like. You know, so they're around the throne of God. You've got cherubim on uh, the tabernacle, two golden cherubim. It's like they're protecting the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so it looks like they're they're protectors, but they also facilitate travel. Yeah, yeah. So beyond that. Mm, I'm not 100% sure what to tell you. Right. So there's yeah. there seems to always be a proximity between them and places in which God dwells. Yeah. And then there's yeah. this connection, especially with these wheels that also imply movement throughout space, the traveling of straight lines. Yeah. Um, you know, this would be, again, where people would speculate concerning UFOs and, and, mm -hmm. and you know. Yeah, something's going, you know, looks like 20 or 30,000 miles an hour and then it makes a hard left right yeah like which we've seen footage of recently and, the government has released such yeah, things yeah. And, yeah could it be right cherubim right yeah and they travel in wheels that so mm -hmm. what's interesting is um he drove out man from the garden in genesis 3 in verse 24, it says, So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims mm -hmm. and a flaming sword, which turned every way, which, again, looks like how cherubims move, uh, turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And so there, again, is that function of a cherubim as a guardian right. yeah. uh, for the Lord. Yeah. So it's interesting. Sure, what to tell you beyond that? Well, I know that's yeah. good because yeah. it, it, I think yeah. it's important for us to have an idea of each of these roles because they do pop up in scripture, these different names and ideas. And sometimes it feels a little convoluted, but when you're okay, so when you're studying cherubim, mm -hmm. just notice what's happening uh, in the context of where the cherubim show up, mm -hmm. you know. So there's the function of the guardian, but then watch what the Lord's doing, yeah. And um, so the insights are interesting, but it's tough to be emphatic, right. you know, probably. Hindsight will be twenty twenty. Yeah, that's very yeah. true, yeah. as it often is. So, yeah. okay, what about the seraphim? When we talk about seraphim, who, who are the seraphim? 
they're the shining ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's, um, that's probably the seraphim are the ones that we obviously have the least data on. Uh, seraphim, well, okay, so seraphim, you see them in Isaiah 6. Uh, seraphim and Isaiah 6, 2, they have, each one has uh, six wings with two of the wings, right? With twain, he covers his face. With twain, he covers his feet. Feet With twain, with two, he's flying. And they're crying to each other. Verse 3 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, a seraphim, uh, that's a seraph. Okay, seraphim, plural, a seraph mm-hmm. is a serpent, mm-hmm. um, which then kind of makes you wonder what form, you know, so Lucifer, okay, he's a cherub, he's the anointed cherub, the Bible says the covers, um, but he's called a dragon in Revelation, mm-hmm. a Leviathan, right. um, he, he can appear as an angel of light, um, you know, so he's... Somehow he's a shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. Y- y- you got me. But but there's a serpent in the garden, so that's interesting. Uh, that word seraphim, it, it shows up again in Numbers 21. You know, the people are murmuring, fiery serpents. It's a different word. Fiery serpents uh, come in among the people, and people are dying, and so they're crying out in repentance. We've sinned. We've spoken against the Lord. Um, and Numbers 21, verse 6 says, Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Again, different word for serpent there. Moses prays for the people. And then Numbers 21, 8 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent. And that word fiery serpent is seraph. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shining uh, serpent. And then everyone that looks upon it lives. And, and then that same word in Isaiah is used two times to talk about a fiery flying serpent. Yeah, there's always like fire, like flames involved. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, like the implication is it's a dragon, mm-hmm. you know, it's this it's this serpentine, it's a fiery flying serpent. Shows mm-hmm. up twice in Isaiah, Isaiah uh, 14 and 30. And then, you know, you've got a, a dragon in in Revelation. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, um, well, there's, that, there's the least data right. on the seraphim, but they're serpentine. Uh, they're they're described as brass like these brass like yeah. scales these shining ones and which and, also reminds yeah. us of the of Leviathan has a, a very similar yeah you know yeah. that, that, that exists yeah. in the glassy sea yeah there's a being that looks yeah. similar to or can be described yeah. in similar ways yeah so their job uh, according to the Bible is to give glory to God holy mm-hmm. holy holy yeah is the Lord God Almighty you know so. Yeah, that's the one that that we've got the least data. Yeah, on. but it yeah. appears it yeah. appears as though in terms of their role and function, from what we see repeatedly, is that there's a worship component. There's a worship component. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. there's these other words that we, that we run into description descriptions, particularly when we're talking about Gabriel. Do you want to hit something right there? Well, um, you, you hit on something really good. Okay. I mean, there is a worship component, which again, Genesis three. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. It's a serpent that's redirecting worship from God to, to it's the spirit of Antichrist, mm-hmm. you know, to get Eve to stand in the place of God as God and show herself that she's God. Mm-hmm. She will be like the Most High uh, without submission to Him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah wrong worship. And and so, like, if we're talking about the host, we're going back to this idea of the host. Obviously, mm-hmm. 
there were seraphim who chose to remain under the authority of oh absolutely of God, yeah. and then yeah. there were seraphim who chose not to, from what we we can tell. It's what it looks like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so when we see Gabriel and Michael, who are two n- named archangels, yeah. Um, yeah. they're like, you know, the main characters of the archangels. And we yeah. see this character, the, the archangel, this yeah. type, uh, is yeah. a soldier of some, of some yeah. S- sort. Yeah. They're the cool, they're the coolest ones to, to look at it, at least to me. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about them for a second. I don't know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there are archangels that are named in apocryphal literature. Um, I think there's seven that are named, um, obviously they're arch angels, so they're chief angels, they're mm-hmm. chief princes in the celestial hosts. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they get, they get some pretty high profile uh, roles or pretty high profile gigs in terms of the named ones in scripture. You see Michael and Gabriel in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel makes all the great announcements and and Michael has the, the best standoff in all of the history of creation mm-hmm. yeah, for <laughs> in, sure. in terms of outside of the Lord Jesus himself, um, Michael, you know, having to take the body of Moses and defend his standing bones. down uh, Satan himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let's yeah, talk about that yeah, because we, yeah. we have these names, the, the Prince of Persia, the Prince of Grisha mm-hmm. uh, that we find in Daniel chapter 10, 10, correct? Yeah, Daniel and 10. And verse 13, and, and again, 20 and 21, we see mm-hmm. this role. And maybe we can look at that for just a second and, and make some sense of what's happening uh, there. And you can make that connection between the yeah. Michael as an archangel going toe-to-toe with... What, yeah. Is the, is the Prince of Persia, an, is he the Antichrist? I mean, he's a type of Antichrist as an individual. Explain to us who he is. Okay, so... So again, all you're getting are glimpses, and so I, right. I don't want to be emphatic, but okay. what it looks like, so you get a lot of data in Daniel, okay? Mm-hmm. Like in Daniel, um, since we're talking about the hosts, and we and we think about in light of Lucifer's rebellion, a reorganization of the heavenly hosts. Well, in in Daniel four, you you get some insight into that. So like in in Daniel four, you see a watcher. And an holy one coming down from heaven, uh, uh, you know, Nebi sees it in a vision, mm-hmm. right? I saw a watcher and a holy one, and so that's another class in the celestial host. These watcher, these watchers, and it's an holy one coming down from heaven. Uh, in verse seventeen, Daniel four, it's a decree of the watchers. It's a demand by the word of the holy ones. In verse 23, again, the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven. Um, you, In apocryphal literature, in the book of Enoch, you see them named as watchers, and we find out that there were 200 of them in the book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have leaders. They're, there's a structure within the, the, the watchers. In... Isaiah 24, verse 21, they're called the high ones that are on high. And so just like you have principalities on earth, there, there's a principality structure in terms of the celestial, mm-hmm. right? In terms of the celestial hosts. Um, in Job 38, you've got the celestial hosts, these angelic sons of God called morning stars. 
Uh, it's the beginning of creation. Job's being asked by God, you know, where were you? I mean, if you've got understanding, tell me how we got here. And, and um, you know, basically, where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? You know, or verse 6, whereupon are the foundations thereof of the earth fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. And so you've got this great celestial host. Uh, we see these angelic beings, these sons of God, and uh, they're called morning stars. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. We're going to pause right here for just a second so we can hear from one of our students from the Living Faith Bible Institute. Hi, my name is Andy Cardona, and I gave my life to the Lord three years ago, and I didn't know how to follow the Lord. And I was, by the grace of God, plugged in at Midtown Baptist Temple and started doing discipleship. And, and for the first time, I learned how I can have a, a relationship with God and, and, and the importance of knowing His Word. And every time I would read it, I just wanted to know it more and more. Each class that I take is not something that I will never ever use. It's something that I, as soon as I, le I leave the room or I leave the video chat, I'm able to actually put into practice. It's so much fun to learn the, the Word of God. Uh, and I'm so grateful that LFBI was able to provide that environment for me, that culture of, of loving the Word of God and learning the Word of God, but doing and applying the Word of God so we are able to have an answer for the lost people. To enroll for classes, visit lfbi.org. To support LFBI, please visit lfbi.org support how you and I interact with them, Ephesians 6 lays it out really clear. We don't, you and I are never at war with one another. We wrestle not right. against flesh and blood, right. but against, so we wrestle, we actively are there at is war. An enemy. We wrestle against the spiritual, these principalities, these mm -hmm. powers, the spiritual wickedness in high places, these high ones that are on high, and and you get insight into into how this battle plays out as the affairs of men on earth are playing out. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just as much action taking place in the heavenlies. These high ones on high have, have some input into how it all plays right. out on earth. And I think we have, obviously, according to Ephesians 6, input in terms of how mm -hmm. it all plays out. Right. So here's Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. He's praying. He's fasting three full weeks. And he's, he's, he's asking God for instruction, for insight. And in the 4 and 20th day of the first month, there he is by the river, verse 5, he lifts up his eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine, the fine gold, fine gold of Uphaz. His body also was like the barrel. Mm -hmm. uh, there's that brass gold yeah. shining uh, visage. His mm -hmm. face is the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like a color to polish brass and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. So, you know, he looks and sounds like Jesus in Revelation right. 1. You yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, Daniel is the only one, verse 7, that saw the vision. Um, the men that were with him knew something was up. They flee. Right. Um, so he's left alone. He sees this great vision. He basically, uh, he crumbles. Verse 8, he, there, no, there remaineth no strength in me, for my comeliness it was turned in me into corruption, and I retain no strength. 
so so the angel, this archangel, reaches out, touches him, and he said unto me, verse 11, O Daniel, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. And he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. Mm-hmm. So... So when you started praying, I was sent, but somehow the prince of Persia, which is, I mean, this is a, a Persia is used by God to, to, to be a part of dealing with God's chastening yeah. over his people. Yeah. And, and so, so there's a prince that's somehow over the affairs of Persia. He's here. involved with the captivity. In yeah. other words, he has a part. In He's keeping... got a part in this. Yeah. yeah. And, and here is the, the angel is sent to, to, to Daniel with the answer, with the information, but the prince of Persia says, you can't give it. Mm-hmm. And so Israel's prince, who is Michael, the arch, archangel, archangel Michael, mm-hmm. he's sent and somehow works it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daniel's praying. And so there's a, there's a big insight in terms of spiritual warfare here, isn't there? Daniel's fasting and praying for three weeks till the answer comes. Yeah, and there was a delay in the yeah. answer. Gabriel's ability to get to him was delayed because it's of spiritual delay- warfare. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This angel can't come with the answer until somehow in re- in answer to prayer, mm-hmm. Michael is sent to help free him up so he can give the give the information. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's there are principalities that have a say over how the affairs of men how the affairs of men play out on earth. And if you think about it in terms of in terms of leading people to Christ, the God of this world, um, for, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, the God of this world blinds, or sorry, 1 Corinthians 4, blinds the minds of them that believe not. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't, they don't see the truth. They can't receive the truth because they're in darkness. Yeah. And so what do we do? Well, we pray. Yeah. We want God to to see the strong man bound so that we can spoil his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a good. battle, a spiritual battle sure. that has to take place because a guy can't understand the truth until he can understand the yeah. truth. Well, how's he going to get the truth if he's in darkness? If mm-hmm. if Satan, if some devil is whispering, has has authority? Yeah, has the ability to to lead this guy about by the brainstem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so once. Once we battle against spiritual wickedness in high places, we wrestle. So, so this is why we do two rounds of prayer and fasting every year yeah. uh, for the souls of men, mm-hmm. because we want to make disciples. And how can you make a disciple out of someone who believes lies? Yeah, you know. So we see this, yeah. the significance here in in terms of the illustration we find in Daniel in this situation that prayer and fasting has great power, and it does. It does yeah. strengthen God's choice to move. Yeah, it's not by our might or no. our power. It's not through the strength of the arm of the flesh. It's not through our cleverness or our ability. We, we, we don't get anything done for the kingdom because we're smart, good-looking, strong, and awesome. Yeah. First uh, Corinthians 1 says it pleases God to use the weak and the foolish things of this world. Yeah. So, 
So that actually reminds me of a quote that you shared um, about mm-hmm. this this concept of prayer and its its power. What was that quote that you that you had shared with us previously in the Genesis study? So regarding prayer, um, the way the old timers would put it is would be something along the lines of you know the Satan right devils mm-hmm. tremble when the weakest saint is on their knees mm-hmm. right there's i mean that's a direct connection to god that's going to impact their agenda absolutely well wow. you know so yeah that we that it's critical that the church recognizes their connection of mm-hmm. uh, via the person of god the word of god uh, right to the the power that God wants to exercise on earth in the lives of people. And yeah. so we have to pray. Yeah, prayer, yeah. prayer is powerful. Yeah. Um, and so back to this idea of kings and rulers, uh, principalities mm-hmm. and powers, and this, mm-hmm. the relationship between positions of authority. Um, you know, from, from Deuteronomy 32.8, some people would imply that, that when God divides the nations up and he claims Jacob and Israel as his lot... Mm-hmm. That he is going to oversee them, superintend them. Mm-hmm. That there, that the other divisions of nations fall out to even some demonic powers. These watchers, or right. these Principalities, these high ones on high, or, or yeah. So, so yeah, there would be so, celestial oversight over the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. This is where you get into how the pagan world, you know, biblical in the biblical story you see the pagan world and how they operated and they had they had gods over their nations mm-hmm. that they honored and they worshiped and they did sacrifice to they wanted faith it's it, it's nothing more than deism uh you'll you'll you've got deists in the world today you know so it's a it it's 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 the old story you know um a deist would say yeah, obviously there's a creator. You'd have to be a moron not to know that there's a creator, but he's so massive and he's and he's so big, he's so vast. Um, we would have the idea of us having a relationship with the creator is just insane. He only knows about us conceptually mm-hmm. because he set it all in motion. Um, um, it'd be like you know you having a personal relationship with a bacteria. In your in your gut tract, right. you know, yeah. in your intestinal tract. Yeah, God's just not concerned. Yeah, there he, he it's an impersonal creator God. You can never know mm-hmm. him, but he did have a family. Um, there are these sons of God, these mm-hmm. deities yeah. um, that that you can have a relationship right. with, and uh, which is not even that far off from what we see in Mormonism and, and, oh, and concepts there. It's 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 the it's the old Babylon mystery religion mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, um, well, it's like Nimrod. Okay. He would be an adherent to an adherent of deism. Um, Nimrod in the Bible would line up with Gilgamesh uh, in secular history, the mm-hmm. epic of Gilgamesh. What's he doing? He's trying to become, he's, he wants to ascend to the level of the gods. Right. And so the idea is, as you, you know, you, you, you do your sacrifice, you pay your dues, you give your worship, but you do these great feats. and um, You move up the ranks. And then, yeah, you can ascend. There will be yeah. an apotheosis, mm-hmm. right? You will ascend to the level of the gods. And, and you see that in the, you know, in the pagan myths of right. men being ascended to the gods. Yeah. Yeah. And we can see a correlation between that 
what we see in scripture in terms of principalities and powers and that, that there mm-hmm. are these these titans these princes these powers that do exist there's yeah. there's celestial beings yeah. that do exist and they and they likely have authority Yes, and su- in terms definitely. of in terms of suppression yeah. of nations, yeah. I guess is what I mean. Is like specifically in terms of yeah. oversight. There's of some nations, oversight. Yes. There's a geographic. Yeah, uh, yeah. They have a territory mm-hmm. or a people group that they're over, which yeah. would also explain even today why there's strongholds in the world geographically. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's, that's there's some wild. high one on high, some mm-hmm. principality that's got it locked down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that leads us maybe to this next question is what is what are the dynamics between humanity so so god creates man right yeah <laughs> which th- throws a serious um frustration at, at satan and, mm-hmm. and his host mm-hmm. right um we become the enemy and yeah. there's a dynamic relationship between both us and the fallen angels yeah and a relationship between us and the and the angels that are still in the favor of God, how, where do we fall and what is our relationship, you know, specifically with the, with, with the celestial host? And what is that, re- back to the idea of a reorg, yeah. what does the reorg look like and what's yeah. its significance? What should we know about that? So in terms of our relationship with angels, probably in terms of the big picture, less is more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you got people who freak out on angelology yeah. and then they want to know and they pray to angels. Yeah, that's They're you- effectively functioning as deists at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, you know, so so in one sense, less is more. But then Hebrews says they're ministering spirits and they have a ministry to us as God's servants, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that side of the equation. Um, I think God uses them in response to the prayers of his people. Uh, you, you can see that in 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 the Bible. He deploys them. Uh, he deploys them, and so in terms of the overall relationship, yeah. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. What you have is God and the sons of God, and then there's a fight in the family, and there's a rupture. Mm-hmm. So Lucifer is, you know, he's going to be like the Most High. God says, "No, you're going to be brought down to hell," and and uh, basically, you're fired. And and then, you know, he's in Ezekiel 28, he's walking in Eden through the stones of mm-hmm. fire. And and so from the ground of his old headquarters, God forms man. You know, it's unique in all of creation. And that, you know, by the time you compare uh, Genesis 1 and the commentary on it in Genesis 2, he's, he's created and made and formed and become. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the God doesn't just command the earth to bring... He doesn't command Eden to bring forth Adam, and it did. No. Right. He formed him from the dust of the ground. So there's a special creation uh, that's taking place here. And he breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no, there's no data on how Lucifer was made. Okay. Right. Uh, but I, if I was a betting man, I'd place my money on the fact that that Adam is unique in all of creation. Mm. God breathes into his nostrils the breath of life, and the Bible says that man became a living soul mm-hmm. who has the likeness and the image of God himself. So in that, uh, he's unique. He's made from the dirt from Lucifer's old headquarters. Mm-hmm. And so basically a ball of mud, the proposition is a ball of mud can do better than you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so Satan's going to have an agenda where yeah. Adam is concerned. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so there's in terms of the fallen sons of God, these that are rebelled and they're no longer part of God's family. Uh, it's it's all out war. Right. That's, they hate us. They want us destroyed. Uh, they hate the the nation of Israel. They mm-hmm. want they want Israel wiped off the face of the map. They hate the church. They hate the bride of Christ. Uh, they despise the whole concept, and it's all out war. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but in the in, in terms of the overall picture, less is more. Uh, we don't pray to angels. We pray to God Himself. Right. Um, how God wants to use them to support the ministry that he's called us to, uh, that's up to the king. Yeah. You know, so. But there's coming a day, too, where we'll we'll minister alongside. The church of Corinth, they're fighting with each other, and and the word of God's message to them is, don't you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, don't you get, don't you grasp that you're going to judge angels? Mm. So. Pretty wild. They obviously know that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is a a fascinating uh, conversation. And I'm glad that we did it because we've never had a conversation like this on the postscript. And I'd like at some uh, some point to even do a deep dive on the angel of the Lord. Can you imagine a fallen angel? (laughs) Can you imagine a fallen angel looking at us and seeing us and that, oh, oh, wretched men that we are, who we are in the flesh, okay? It's despicable. Right. I mean, it's weak, it's foolish, it's absolutely despisable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're sons of we're sons and daughters, right? We're sons of the living God. <laughs> the likeness, the image of Christ is being we're being conformed to His image. It's being restored in us. Mm-hmm. What Satan thought he had had thwarted and warped forever is being redeemed and restored in mud balls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, somehow, when principalities and powers are—I mean, Satan, God prepared hell for Satan and his angels. Somehow, we have a say in all of that. Like, God looks—I don't know what it looks like. Is it like the old Roman, you know, God's like—he looks at us and we're like— Yeah, thumbs down. (laughs) You know, I don't don't know, but, but there's some component to that. These despicable mud balls, we we rule. Yeah, we get to rule. We rule with, with Christ. Christ. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's it ought to be humbling. It's very humbling. It ought to be sobering, mm-hmm. right? It ought to make us careful with how we use our mouth. I mean, you, you don't want to be rash with your mouth. Not even Michael talked trash to Lucifer. You know, he just said, "The Lord rebuke you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it. Man, we're in Christ. Yeah, let's stand in the person and in the Word of Christ, mm-hmm. and Satan will have to flee. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Sam, thanks for taking the time to kind of explain the relationship between angels and, and humanity, and it's good. And I want I want it to, to be a springboard because this fall uh, you're actually going to be teaching Genesis in yeah. LFBI, yeah. and that's a good time. Yeah, yeah, we're actually going through it. Um, uh, again this fall, but then as a church at MBT, we're we're just taking our time and we're walking through Genesis. We'll cover everything that we cover um, mm-hmm. in the Bible school class, plus a ton more. Yeah, so it's cool. I'm, I'm actually having. Well, a thanks good time. for all of your yeah. time studying and all you've put yeah. into that. We yeah. appreciate it. 
And uh, and we'll we'll have more conversations like this um, yeah. in the future. Sounds but we want to we want to thank Sam and we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Postscript. If today's conversation was in- intriguing to you or interesting, and you want to know more about God's Word, we want to invite you to visit lfbi.org, where you can find our course schedule for the upcoming semester. Again, this fall we're going to be offering a class on Genesis, sixteen weeks on Genesis. Uh, Sam will dive real deep into certain areas uh, of great interest, things that we need to know from God's Word. Uh, The book of Genesis, in many ways, uh, reflects what the entirety of Scripture holds for us. And so there's a lot of wonderful things to learn from the book of Genesis. Um, but we want to invite you to be a part of that. And uh, as always, we thank you for listening to the show. Uh, if you if you enjoy the show, if it's a blessing to you, uh, share it, uh, write a review, like it, spread it around, share it with your friends. Uh, we want as many people uh, to be involved in studying God's word and, and loving God's word as possible. Uh, but we love you and we ask that you uh, have a wonderful week and we'll see you again next Monday. God bless.